Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. It's another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Today, we mourn a life, but we celebrate that life and the contributions to the world of professional wrestling as we learned of the passing of the absolute legend, the Iron Sheik. Today, we're going to honor the man and, and the contributions of the business that went way beyond his in-ring performance, way beyond any win loss record his contributions to the business will be felt forever today we celebrate that life of the iron cheek my name is jumping jay and as always i'm joined by the man who does a darn good tribute i'll call it instead of an impression this morning to the iron cheek himself the one and the only tommy fierro good morning tommy how are you doing this thursday ah jumping jay how are you man a little upset i'm sure the entire Wrestling world is a, a little upset right now this morning. Obviously, one of the most iconic and biggest names in the history of the professional wrestling industry passed away yesterday to Iron Sheik. Uh, not just myself, but everyone, uh, people in the business, fans that had the opportunity to meet him or maybe even just discovered him through, you know, um, Howard Stern or, you know, YouTube videos and clips. There's just so many unbelievable memories of the Sheik, and we want to hear from all you. Anyone at home listening right now, give us a call, area code 516-595-8295. Again, that's 516-595-8295. We are going to share memories and moments from the former WWF World Heavyweight Champion, one of the greatest of all time. Before we kick off our calls, I wanted to get uh, a friend of mine on, someone that's very well known in the industry, Tom Brandy, who's also wrestled as South and Sierra back in the day in the WWE. He was very, very close friends with the Iron Sheik, and they did tons tending the shows together in the 90s and early 2000s. Tom, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. How are you this morning, sir? We're going we're to dial him up here, Tommy. His call got dropped. We'll see if we can get him live right now. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Hello, Tom, are you there? I think we have a bad connection with him. I'll just I'll just text him and see if maybe we can get him on later in the show. But anyone out there, again, that is um, looking to share their memories and moments, have you ever met the Iron Sheik at a convention or an independent show, or maybe it was at one of my shows in the past? Iron Sheik used to be... The commissioner of ISPW was involved in a ton of my events and conventions throughout the years. I'll share some stories about the Sheik later in the program. But, again, we want to hear from you. Again, it's 516-595-8295. Jumpy Jay, you get on the slam line, and I'm going to text Tom and see if we can get him on. Sounds good. Uh, Lots of people wanting to share memories and moments from the career of an absolute legend, we're going to start for the longtime friend of the show out from Chico, California, Babyface Brian. Good morning. Thanks for joining the conversation. It's all about honoring the Iron Sheik this morning. Good morning, Jay, and good morning, Tommy. Um, yeah, with the Iron Sheik, uh, he, he's somebody where if he, there's just so much. Uh, and first and foremost, you know, when I became a fan, he was one of these colorful icons that uh, that was a link to the past. He was the the guy that Hulk won the title from, and 
and you never heard about if you started watching after in 86 like I did you didn't really even hear about Bob Backlund so there was this history that was created that kind of started in 1984 that they talked about on television at that point and it uh and it all began with the Iron Sheik and, and when you went, watched the first WrestleMania you you saw what a, a villain he was by with that cane shot uh, to Barry Windham for the uh, the tag title win with Volkoff and Sheik, and and it wasn't just in wrestling. You you saw him on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon as this as this uh, caricature of himself, but this villain that uh, that really uh, brought out emotion. Um, and when you went to the stores, that was one of the action figures that you just had to have, like his LJN, his little Bendy's figure. Um, even the commercials for the thumb wrestlers, there's Iron Sheik coming out and at the at the school and saying, "Okay, kids, back to class," and you know having everybody uh, know that it's time to stop with the little thumb wrestlers. Um, the the Goonies video, the Goonies are good enough. Uh, he was in that as well. It, it was just this larger than life character heel that you you love to root against. You love to to have take the fall in your uh, your you know action figure matchups against uh, Hulk, um, somebody that uh, is just such a huge loss. And, and, and when it happened yesterday, it was just you know, we find out about it. Me and and so many around the world, it's just like this punch to the gut of of uh, one of the all time biggest characters that you could ever think of in wrestling. Uh, passing and and it was such a blessing to have him all these years and have this resurgence where he he kind of um had such all those those hard times but he he came back through social media and became legendary to a whole new generation so uh huge loss we're all feeling it um all my best to all his fans friends and family out there who who are missing the chic today uh, what a character in the history of wrestling. Um, but uh, I know there's a lot of people that want to talk about him. I just wanted to get a few feelings out and and uh, and say how much he'll be missed. So I appreciate the opportunity, Jay, and, and, I, and I hope you guys uh, have a great rest of the show and have a great weekend. Hey, thank you, big thank you so Brian. much, Brian. It, yeah, thanks for starting the conversation yeah. off. Right, Brian, if I, if I could put you on the spot and ask you what you think – the Iron Sheik's legacy will be in the world of professional wrestling. Is there something that, that comes to the forefront of your mind when you think of him and what he left behind for, for other generations of wrestlers to come up and learn from? The, just the, the, it's something we probably won't have again, the foreign heel um, that is just over the top with the and the and the nostalgia feels for all of us from the golden era it, it's you i mean it was a huge loss for superstar billy graham but that's almost a previous generation for me as far as his greatness with iron Sheik, uh i was coming in at you know at a time when uh you know by, by putting over hulk hogan the biggest star arguably in the history of the sport the one that that really built its back on as far as the the boom period in the 80s she was that bridge to the past and so uh there's there's just i don't know there's too much and that the the colorful like i say just 
is uh is tights, his uh boots, his uh his promos, everything about him was just one of a kind. So I mean it's just something where you broke the mold when you when you lose the Iron Sheik. He's one of those Roddy Piper, Junkyard Dog, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, you know, Iron Sheik. He's one of those icons that uh never be uh replaced in, in especially in the lives of us uh uh, and the minds of us fans of the golden era of 1980s wrestling. So huge loss. And uh, again, uh, thanks for letting me speak on it. Very well said, Brian. Thank you so much uh, for starting the conversation off today. Uh, very poetic. That well, you said. Well, the, br- the bridge from the seventies to the golden era, which we gather to talk about every Thursday. He was that bridge from that old school seventies wrestling into the colorful era of the eighties. Absolutely, man. Real quickly, before I know we have a bunch of callers on hold, I want to jump in real quick and piggyback off of what he just said. And he is one of those iconic pop culture figures from that 1985-1986 boom period where WWF was pop culture, and it was on MTV, and he was in the Goonies music video, and he had LJNs, and he was a part of the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon, and he's just one of those names, like he just said, the Hulk Hogan's, the Andre the Giants, the Junkyard Dogs, like that era of guys who, Piper, who, who will go down in the history books as, you know, one of the most, and also one of the most influential uh, figures. I mean, he, he's the man that helped create Hulkamania. I mean, mm-hmm. if you talk about the legacy of the Iron Sheik, uh, I, you know, and he has tons, tons of unbelievable moments and memories. Uh, and, and, you know, his legacy to me, I, I mean, I love, I, I got to see a different side of Sheik that a lot of people think of the scene. You got to see him for a, a minute, you know, or two, you know, slapping people around and yelling at people on YouTube. But, I mean, I've gone out to eat many, 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 many times with the Iron Sheik after my events throughout the years. And he was so generous when it came to going out and, you know, to public places. He's a very, obviously, he was a very recognizable figure. I mean, you look at him, if you knew anything about wrestling, you know that's the Iron Sheik. So he would always give out, I saw on countless occasions, uh, him giving out free autographed pictures, taking photos of everyone. He was always... He was always very generous with his time to uh, people and wrestling fans that would recognize him out in public. And like I said, I, I, at least 20 times we went out to eat after shows and stuff like that, and you, you would see it all the time. And I know anyone that is listening right now that's in the business or has ever been around him that ever went out with him in a public setting like that, you know that that's the way he was. But, yeah, man, he is one of those names like Babyface Brian just said from that golden era that you'll never, ever, ever forget. He is iconic, one of the biggest superstars in the history of the business. Absolutely well said. One and only. We'll never see another one like him again. We're going to keep this conversation rolling. Up next is a brand-new number uh, to the the podcast. It looks like maybe a Miami, Florida area code. Hello, caller. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Are you there? All right. All right. Let's come back to the next one. 
We'll go to the next one. Another new unknown number, area code 858. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Good morning. My name is Steve. I'm calling from San Diego. Steve, hey, welcome Steve, to the how show. You doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Hey, I appreciate you guys doing this. I just wanted to share with you guys as a as a kid from the 80s um, and having a father with uh, uh, part Iranian descent that the Iron Sheik meant uh, so much to us. Um, it was a very tumultuous time after uh, the revolution in 1979. And, um, you know, it was tough growing up, uh, being born and raised here uh, in the States and, and being raised in Southern California and just being bullied in school and um, just there was a lot of uh, dislike uh, for Iranians after the hostage crisis in 79 that, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was something special to see someone on the grand stage who was an athlete, you know, a champion, someone who was famous um, of Iranian descent. It really meant the world to us, uh, those of us who were growing up here. Um, you know, with a parent who was Persian. So, you know, I have very fond memories of the Sheik. Um, you know, as you guys know, he had a very, you know, prolific background in Iran before he came to the United States. He was one of the bodyguards for the Shah, for the king of Iran um, for many years. He was a championship wrestler. He came here, won the AAU gold medal, um, was an assistant coach on the 1972 uh, Olympic team in Munich, um, you know, he was just uh, uh, a, a champion wrestler and um, just an amazing guy all the way around. Everyone who knew him in his personal circles loved him. Uh, guys nowadays, you know, from the next generation, the younger generations know him from his, you know, his Twitter feed and some of the Howard Stern interviews. But, you know, as a wrestler and kind of really igniting Hulkamania, he played a central role um, in wrestling while I was growing up. Steve, it's great to hear your perspective, having that kind of background. And, you know, obviously in the early 80s, the Iron Sheik is on TV as a character who is the ultimate villain. But to hear that even then, even through that, he's able to inspire uh, you growing up, uh, getting bullied at school, and just to have somebody with a similar background to look to and idolize, that's fantastic. And then, yeah, everybody I hear uh, who knows him, personally or outside of that villain character says he is one of the nicest human beings, such a family man, kind hearted. And it's always nice to hear that the guys we grew up believing to be the biggest bad guys in the world are sometimes the sweetest, humblest, nicest men away from uh, the ring. And so I really appreciate you, you joining the conversation this morning, Steve. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was, um, he was very generous. He was known to be extremely kind to fans, anyone who wanted an autograph, anyone who wanted to talk to him if they saw him on the road. You know, funny story, I just had a buddy telling me the other night, um, you know, after we heard the news, he told me, uh, he gave me a call, and he's like, you know what, we knew that he was staying at the Travel Lodge here by the San Diego Sports Arena um, back in the mid-'80s uh, for a match. And they said that they called the Travel Lodge, and they put him through to the Sheik's room, and they were talking to the Sheik for like 30 minutes on the phone. I mean, that's how cool of a guy he was. That's fantastic. 
Well, Steve, thank you again for calling in and sharing your perspective. We really appreciate it. Uh, keep listening because there's other people that want to share uh, their thoughts and memories as well. Yeah, we mourn the loss of the Iron Sheep, but we definitely celebrate uh, his life and what he meant to the wrestling community this morning. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And, and RIP Thanks, to Hossein Hosro Ali Vaziri. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, and Tommy, you were you were blessed to, like you said, know him on a personal level, see him away from the cameras, the lights, that that villainous character. Uh, and I know this loss is hitting you harder than maybe some of the uh, superstars that we lost because you did have such a personal connection with him. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and, and what really sucks is that in recent years, since I started 80s Wrestling Con, I remember I had him on a ton of conventions in the past, but uh, 80s Wrestling Con, I was ne- never able to get him up here because, uh, you know, he couldn't really travel very well uh, over the last few years of his life. So I tried very, very hard uh, to get him up here. And also, you know, I offered, you know, a, a good amount of money to get him up here, but unfortunately it wasn't a money situation. It was a he's not able to literally get around situation. So, it was, you know, heartbreaking the last couple of years and seeing the success of 80s Wrestling Con. And now, you know, we're going to actually going to be taking it on the road, 80s Wrestling Con. We're going to be going to different locations and be hooking up with some local promoters, big promoters in different uh, big towns uh, throughout the United States. And we're going we're gonna to try and get 80s Wrestling Con going all over the place. Uh, but it, it's, it's heartbreaking that he wasn't able to be a part of that. Uh, and then, you know, not only that, but I mean, have some. I was using him not only as a as a uh, commissioner, but when I was running, like I started running wrestling shows when I was 16. So, like in the 90s, he was still doing independent shows. And I remember specifically one event I had to shoot at, and it was actually in the town I was born and raised in. It was in Patterson, New Jersey. It was at St. Gerard's Church Gym in Patterson. I believe it was. I want to say it was 1990. Five or six, 95 or 96, and the main event was the Iron Sheik against King Kong Bundy. Now, how cool is that for local wrestling fans? Bundy was literally right off of WWE TV. Remember, he came back for that run with the Million Dollar Corporation and we you know, mm-hmm. wrestled Undertaker and all that. So he was right off of TV, and I had Bundy against the Sheik. I mean, that I mean, obviously it wasn't a four star classic, but. Uh, how how awesome is that to be able to be, be a wrestling fan and go see the Iron Sheik against King Kong Bundy in 1995 and 96? And I also did them as well, Bundy against the Sheik back when I was running events at the Wildwood Convention Center. And I also remember uh, specifically one time I had the Bushwhackers against Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov at the Wildwood Convention Center. So I, I mean, not only have I used Sheik many times as a manager or commissioner, but he was also wrestling on my events in, in the in the, the mid to late 90s. The, yeah, the fact that you got to experience that uh, and get uh, a close relationship with him is, is something I'm very jealous of because, yeah, he was a colorful character, uh, to say the least. We're going to keep this conversation uh, moving as we share our favorite moments and memories and contributions from the life and career of the Iron Sheik. Up next, we're going to go visit the great white north as we touch base with our friend david from canada david good morning sir thanks for joining the conversation 
Yeah, guys, uh, happy to do it. I, uh, it's been a while, so it's uh, nice to talk to you guys again. You too, man. Hey, let me ask I just you wish it had been uh, I wish it would be under better circumstances, you know, but. Sure. Let me ask you a question. How big, obviously, where you live was a WWF town, so that area, how, how big and how huge of a deal was the Iron Sheik in Canada during that time period? I mean, obviously, his gimmick was, you know, USA Hop 2, you know, Iran number one. What was the general consensus like for being a fan of from Canada? What, obviously, he's a hail, but the, he was, you know, his, his whole gimmick was he hated the United States of America. So how, how did that translate to you guys being uh, Canadian? Was it obviously he was a hail and he was, you know, fighting the good guys and messing with Hulk Hogan? Like, what was the general consensus of being a fan in Canada and your personal feelings and interactions with other fans talking about someone like the Iron Sheets. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the thing is, because there's that sort of streak of anti-Americanism that, in a friendly way, that sort of runs through Canada as well, he's not as hated as, as, as a heel, and but he's still recognized that way, right? So he's, you're not going to cheer him, but the boos probably aren't going to be as loud um, as they would be in, in a lot of places in the States, right? So he's kind of, you know, because for for both, I would say both of his major gimmicks in the in the WWF at the time. Um, obviously, the Iron Sheik, like Canada, is on the same side as U.S. in that in that um, you know issue with Iran, and then again in the Gulf War, which is as a, as growing up was what I remember. I actually remember him more as, as Colonel Mustafa than I do as the Iron Sheik. Now, obviously, now having gone back and had to be able to look at everything, obviously it's different. But at the time. Right. Like, you know, Canada was a partner in the coalition in the Gulf War in 1991. And so, you know, we're, he's, you know, so that hatred is there, too. So it's kind of like it's one of those things. It's like there's 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 the dislike, but it's not on the same level that it that it probably was, you know, in a, in a lot of places in the United States at the time. You know, and, and now. Sorry. Nope, and, go ahead. And, you know, and now it's just that respect stuff, right? That 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 it's he's highly respected and 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 everything. And I I, I want to share something quick. Um, so I was able to um, get you know as you guys know that I do um, drawings and try and get them autographed. And I was actually able to to get an address and mail one um, to the Iron Sheik and get it back. And it's one of my most cherished ones. It was before. Uh, he died, but definitely now too, because he spelt my name wrong. So it says instead of saying to David, it says to David, like you know D A V A I D. And and I was like, you know what? Like, that's just so Iron Sheik, and it just works mm-hmm. so that's perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> really you know, like perfect. I was like, I, I'm actually I'm actually happier that he misspelled my name <laughs> than if he wrote it correctly. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So let me ask you a question. You said you were more familiar with him as Colonel Mustafa. Now, obviously, you probably went back and, you know, saw all his, you know, older stuff, whether it be teaming with Nikolai or when he was with Freddie Blassie and had that short run as WWF champion, also Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. So for you, putting you on the spot, what would be your, what would be your moment or memory if you had to say what was the legacy that the Iron Sheik is going to leave behind in this industry? You know what? I, I think if you're talking about legacy, like I think he's, 
he deserves credit, I think, more than he gets. I mean, he has some. You know, he kind of made Hogan, right? Like his willingness to, to drop the belt to Hogan and, and do that job, you know, as a, you know, leads the way for, for the WWF to grow and wrestling to grow in the way it did. You know, so, so I, look at him, I, I look at him now as, you know, one of the most influential wrestlers of all time. And, you know, for sure, maybe if not the best gimmick of all time, you know, in, the, in that top five, especially, you know, best gimmick of the 80s, maybe, you know, of all time, I'd say, like definitely top five. And, and that's, that's how I choose to remember him because that character is so memorable and, and what he was able to do with it is so memorable. And, you know, also to show that his love of the business for what he was willing to do to, to mm-hmm. help, help it grow. Right. You, I don't know if you have the same, you know, grows in the same way without him and his willingness to say, you know, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll drop the belt to Hogan. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. then we're talking about other people who didn't want to, or, you know, that the story of that he, he was offered money to break Hogan's leg in the match and, you know, things like that. Right? If that, ha- if it gone the other way, you know, things could have been, could have been quite different. Yeah. You know, I'm so, I'm so happy you brought that up because I was just about to mention that uh, it's been documented by the Sheik himself and Hogan that, you know, he was, you know, offered money from Ganya to shoot on Hogan in that match. And you're right. If that would have happened, if Sheik would have took that money and he would have hum- literally humbled Paul Hogan the night he was supposed to win that title, who knows, who knows, and I'm so happy you brought this up because this is a very, very valid point. If Sheik would have done that, broke his legs and shot on him and kept the belt, would there have ever been that huge boom period of the WWF during that golden era, which led to that first WrestleMania just a few months later? So if Sheik didn't play, uh, if Sheik didn't play the game the right way, who knows? what would have happened with the landscape of the professional wrestling industry? Very, very, very great point. Yeah, thank you. And exactly, right? It's, you know, it's a big what if, and thankfully, I think as a fan, you know, it went the way it did. Absolutely, man. David, thank you so much for calling in and and sharing your memories and moments with us. We greatly appreciate it this morning. Thank you, guys. Uh, You know, stay safe, and uh, hopefully none of that uh, smoke travels your way up in uh, Minnesota, Jay. Listen, I don't blame you, but it's been cloudy for days, weeks, months. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting it, but that's okay. David, we got it, we got yeah. it real bad. We're, I'm in Jersey, so we got it real yeah. bad, really, really bad. I know. I saw, like, the pictures from, like, Yankee Stadium and stuff. And, like, I mean, now I don't know about down there, but, like, here, you walk outside and you can smell, like, fire, you yeah. know, even though there's yeah. you know, just how, a smoke how, in how, is it, how, how far is the fires from you? Uh, pretty far, like I, like um, like hundreds of miles. Hmm. Wow, and it, 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 you know, it, it's like and it's right in front of you, right? Yeah, like it's like you know, like we've had um, like youth sports have been canceled um, the last few days, and like uh, like recess kids are being kept in at recess and things like that, like because the air quality is so bad. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, listen, we appreciate you calling in and. Uh, we're, I'm just going to let you know also, I'm just finishing up sending out stuff from 80s Wrestling Con, so I haven't forgotten about you, and you'll get your stuff out soon. All right. Appreciate it, Tommy. You guys take care, All right, and brother. we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds yes, good. Sir. Thank right. you, David. Bye. Real yeah. quick, jumping, Jay, before we jump to the next call, 
because I just sit there jumping J jump. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I want <laughs> I want to share a quick story. I mean, I have so many so many stories about the Iron Sheik. Probably mostly I cannot tell on this podcast, <laughs> but I'll I'll tell one funny one, and I'm I'm hoping that he calls in. I, I let him know about the the show, and I told him we're on to eleven. Uh, Eric Sims for a long time. Eric was the handler of the Iron Sheik. He's famous. If you go on YouTube and look at all the old videos, you know, him yelling at Sims and, you know, him, there's a lot of stuff with Eric Sims and, and Sheik, but he was helping the Sheik for a long time. And I'll tell you what, uh, I, it was not a great job to have. Trust me. I'm going to give Sims a lot of credit for uh, being able to keep, you know, Sheik under control because Sheik was wild, man. He was wild at that time. So a lot of he don't get the credit that he deserves for everything he did to help the Sheik out. But I'm gonna tell a real funny story real quick. It's really funny. So we're at a, a bar called Pub 46. It's in Clifton, New Jersey. Now it's after one of my, I believe it was after my tribute to WrestleMania one convention back in 2004. It was the day before WrestleMania 20. So afterwards we all got to get some to eat, and then there's a bar nearby called Pub 46. They have like live music and a band and stuff like that. It was like it was like my hangout spot back in the day because I lived right in that area. So we all go to Pub 46 after the you know after the convention and we're in the bar and obviously again um, you know people recognize who he is. He's the Iron Sheik. Now remember now not everyone knows who it is. I mean there's a couple hundred people there. A lot of girls, a lot of guys that don't know who he is. Maybe. But there's probably, you know, 15, 20% of the people in there know who he is. But, again, keep this in mind. Most people do not know who the, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't know who he is. So in the middle of, in the middle of him, uh, middle of the band playing a set, he literally gets up on the stage and, and cuts them off right in the middle of their set. Now, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to prep the story up here by saying that, remember, not everyone knows who he is. Maybe 20% of people do. So imagine just being a girl and her friends, you know, they had a rough week at work and they want to go out for drinks and, you know, shoot the shit and have a good time. And then this Iranian man just comes, comes up on the stage and like cuts the, cuts the band off. You know, so it's, I'm always setting a story up like that because I'm trying to think of people that don't know who he is. So he literally cuts the band off in the middle of their song and they just, you know, everyone's jamming and he just grabs the mic and the music stops. So people are like, most people are like, what the fuck's going on here, you know? So now I, like I said, I was someone that hung out at this place a lot, and I knew everybody there. You know, and, 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 and uh, you know, some, some people knew I was involved with wrestling and stuff like that, but, like, a lot of people didn't. So here's this man, the Sheik, gets up, cuts the band off, grabs the microphone. First of all, I'd like to say hello to all the wrestling fans all around the world, Baba. Come if we are all. What's the name of this place, Bubba? Nah, I'm so fucking embarrassed. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like single, like everyone's looking at me now. Come there, what's in this place, Bubba? And I say, pub, I say, pub 46. He goes, club 46. And so he calls it club instead of pub, but like the fact that he, he didn't even know the name of the place, asked me, it was, it was so embarrassing. It's like, it's like you're at a, it's like you're at a, a high school dance, right? And the music stops. And you're the only one dancing really funnily, and everyone's looking at you. Uh, that's what I felt like. But a funny story though is afterwards, you know, he's signing. Like I said earlier at the top of the show, he's very generous with his time. 
he was signing autographs for everyone. And this this one a couple there was a couple of guys that are wrestling fans they were they were buying him shots and beers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they were like spending money on him. So uh Chief tells Sims, go out to the car and get my eight by ten. So she could have signed some eight by there was a group of like four or five guys that were hanging out with him and buying them stuff. So Sheik, in return, is going to you know take pictures with them and sign autographs. Well, I guess I guess Sims was looking to, to sell the pictures. Uh, hey, he's 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 in he's in that making money frame of mind. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But Sheik was so so pissed off and offended that he wanted to charge these guys. These guys kept buying him shots and drinking. I don't even know if, that, if Sims even saw that happening. Fucking <laughs> Sheik. This is fucking bullshit. He takes the fucking he takes the Heineken bottle and throws it at him. So now not only has he cut off this band that I'm at, but now he's throwing beer bottles in this fucking bar. I'm like, and this is a place I go to a couple times a week. I'm like, oh my fucking god, this is a nightmare. But uh, it's just one of the funniest stories I remember of of him. And there's so many countless stories that I, I can't even tell uh, on on the podcast right now. But he was one of a kind. And that does a, that does a great job of highlighting just the the personality and just the zest. I'll call it a zest for life that uh, he was willing to make wherever he was at the place to be. Uh, and so, yeah, you might have been embarrassed at that time, but now you got that great story, Tommy, and something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Oh, look at dude, looking back on it now, I'm I'm so happy I was there and part of it. But at, at that time, you know, this is back in 2004, man. I was freaking. I was pretty embarrassed, but looking back at it now, I'm so happy that I was a part of it. Well, thank you for sharing that story. It's been a fun morning of remembering the life and times of the Iron Sheik. We're going to go back to the slam line, uh, get some more memories and moments from the fans, and then we'll continue this conversation. Up next, good friend of the show, let me get my clicker here, Firefighter Brian is on the, the show with us this morning. Firefighter Brian, it's all about the Iron Sheik today. It most certainly is. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well, sir. Thanks for joining us. Yes, we're rough day yesterday because, you know, like you guys, uh, you know, we're watching, uh, looking at a moon that looks like Mars. And uh, I I just Mm want to ask, uh, uh, Jay, your uh, smoke is up by you guys as well? Yeah, it actually was. It passed through Minnesota before it made its way out to the to the East Coast. So we've had it for a little while. It's actually getting better now, and so it must be moving uh, out towards the East Coast. But yeah, I heard on the radio yesterday that you guys have been hit pretty hard with it. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's too bad. They've been canceling garbage collections in certain towns, and I mean, you know, the, the ball games. Yes, that I can understand. But I know people who played around of eighteen, and they, and they were fine. So. Who the hell knows? And, and let me let me just ask: When did it start? Uh, when did it really get to start getting bad by you, Jace? Just so we could get an idea of how long it'll take us to get rid of it. Oh my gosh! I think it first started uh, hazing up the skies here well over a month ago. Okay, so yeah, it could be. Uh, hey, hey, listen. As, as at least they said, don't bother with the masks because they're not going to do any good. So at least we're not back to that again. So, um, but anywho, yes, rest in paradise, Iron Sheik, very, uh, you know, we, we had this whole thing with the smoke, and then you hear that news yesterday. I mean, honestly, it, it didn't come as too much of a surprise, because we knew that 
it looked like he was on his way out for a while. We knew he, he hadn't been doing well for a while. You know, he had stopped traveling for a while. He's been out of the public spotlight for a while. Um, luckily, you know, like you guys have been saying all morning, the legacy he left uh, will last forever. And, you know, he didn't necessarily invent anything in terms of the political wrestling. You know, Ivan Koloff pretty much started that whole way of getting over with the political wrestling. So it might not have started anything. He was the type of heel that, you know, we were talking to Sarge about right before 80s Wrestling Con that you don't see anymore. It takes a tremendous amount of balls to do what guys like Iron Sheik, Ivan Koloff, Sergeant Slaughter, Nikolai Volkov, Colonel De Beers were able to do. Here we are in the middle of the Iran Contra, and you got this guy coming in with the Iranian flag built from Iran. Um, Russia number one, Iran number one, USA hot dog. Um, and most of the time, you, co- you couldn't understand what the hell he was saying, but you understood that. And it takes a lot to be a – you have to be really tough-skinned to be a heel like that. And what, what I think made – another thing that I think made him so iconic, when I was watching as a kid, I remember my mother coming through the room, and the first thing she said about the guy was his boots. <laughs> you know, he wore boots that, you know, we hadn't seen before. So uh, he was a very uh, – he's a very iconic – individual what i think another thing about him was that he was able to stay relevant through the years he was able to change with the times and yes after his ring career was over yeah he had some stints with the wwf you know uh colonel mustafa you know that thing with bob back when he was managing the sultan you know he came back every once in a while but then you know he was he gave he gave back a lot as uh, to you tommy and all of you with uh you know, with the, the commissioner of ISPW. And speaking, Ed, Tommy, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure I speak for you and for you, Jay, and the whole ISPW family. And I'm only saying this because he did put this on social media. So I'm going to say, as Mike Harris, you are in our prayers. And, uh, but, you know, he's given back to the business. And, uh, you know, with that, his interviews on Howard Stern, his promos, you know, Brian Blair, I'm going to, you know, or, um, his his he was a just a hilarious individual and one of my favorite. I don't think anybody's mentioned this. One hey, of my listen, favorite. I Brian, real, yeah, Brian, real quick, can, I, can we put you on a quick hold because we have sure. Eric Sims on the line and he has, he's at work. He only has a couple minutes. I want to make sure I get him on. I, We're gonna put you on I the hold. We're come right back. To I you, appreciate okay? it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, just stay on a brief hold. We'll come right back to you. Jumper J, we got Eric Sims on. He's on. <laughs> I'm here, right. legend. Here, how are you? Now listen, I was just—it's good, man. And, and sorry for your loss. I know that she was very, very, very close to you. And I was actually just mentioning uh, before you came on because I told that story that the one time we were at Pub Forty Six, and I was telling oh everyone God. how I'll, you I'll, I'll, got... tell, I'll tell that I'll tell that story real I'll tell that story real quick. So what, what yeah, was the, real quickly? I want to say it was, listen, listen, listen. I'm just letting everyone know that. You didn't get the credit you deserved for having to babysit him all the time. Because back in the day, he was a handful. And I think you did a really, really great job 
and taking really good care of the sheep, and you do not get enough credit for that. So I want to let everyone know that. Thank you, thank you so much. I do, I do, I do, I do appreciate that. At least, at least you, uh, uh, you know, appreciate the, everything that I've done for for the Iron Sheik, which was, uh, you know, you know, I had Sheik during his, uh, I guess, his dark years, and I try to keep him relevant and try to, you know, you know, everybody sees the final product. The final product is me showing up with the Sheik at whatever appearance uh, we did. Nobody's knew the behind the scenes stuff for me to get him to get to those appearances. It was a lot of it was a lot of work. It was a lot. It was a lot of just you have no idea. It was just you know yelling, screaming, this that. I mean, it was just a lot of you know babysitting and just you know just you know once you're in the public eye, you got to be on. You have to be on when you're in the public eye, and I made sure that 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 happened. So it was just it took took every ounce of me to to make it happen so that it hurt that put any of my sponsors or any of the fans now. So, you know, we, uh, just, I just did what I can do. But, uh, for Sheik. And Eric, in recent for, years, you were still close with the Sheik. You still communicated with him and talked to him, correct? I, you know, I was with the Sheik from around, say, 87 to about 2010. That's when Sheik kind of like, you know, once that last appearance with Stern happened, that was kind of it for him. He just didn't want to come out anymore. And he, and he did very few uh, appearances after that. Like he went out with the Megan boys for a couple things. And uh, he showed up at the WrestleMania, uh, WrestleCon 2018. But it was like, it was done. He was, he was all purposes done. done. I couldn't, I couldn't even get him out of the house. I called him every week, try to talk to him and, Hey, you know, Kaz, how you doing? How's the family? Yada yada. Oh, Eric Bubba, I'm good. Uh, you know, how's your family? You, you know, back 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 and forth surface stuff. And it's like, hey, Kaz, you want to go out on the road? You know, the fans want to, you know, say goodbye and just, you know, one, one more one more run. Oh, I'd love to. Eric, call me back next week. We're starting to turn to the next week. We're starting to the next. It just never, it just never, it just never materialized anymore. And then I just kind of, I kind of just gave up. And I, you know. I, I, now I'm regretting it because I just I, I didn't I haven't talked to him in a, you know about nine months you know I just I kind of let it go, and it's just you know now now I can't just call him and, you know one last time I usually I always used to call him after some one of the other boys passed away just to give him the information and you know because you know he has experiences with all those guys and it's just you know you know and it's like ah, I'd be damned you know and then he felt bad and you know whatever but you know. Couldn't get him out of the house anymore. He just didn't want to leave the house. Sure. Hey, I know I know you're at work. I know you only got a minute left. Real quickly, can you share one of your favorite Iron Sheik stories with us? One that you can actually tell here on the podcast. Well, I'll tell the Pub Forty Six story because everybody loves that. You know that, that that involved you. So I'll tell the Pub Forty Six story. So that was right after your, uh, I guess your your WrestleMania convention, right? We did the yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually told the story, but. I told the story, but I'd like to hear your perspective of it. So, oh yeah. Hey, hey. So, I, I, I got you in a minute. Hey, so I was sitting at the table with Sheik, and I guess I was paying more attention to Lilani Kai than I was the Sheik, and Sheik was getting frustrated over and over and over because whatever, because you know he needed he needed constant attention because I was a caretaker, and I didn't give him enough attention because like I thought everybody else was feeding them beers and just having a good time. And next, next thing I know is, is whizzing a uh, beer bottle at my head. Uh, and you know, listen, <laughs> I take a lot of shit. For, I take a lot of shit from the sheep. I mean, I take a lot of stuff, but like when it turns to violence, you know, I call you know, 
that's where it draws the line. You know, when 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 the work of the sheik, you know, you know, you know, crosses the line, I have to cut it off. I just I just cut it off. So you know, I, you know we were you know I was getting mad, and then the the bouncers came over. You know, and like well, I was heated. There was like eight bouncers came over, and I I I heard I heard ground. I said, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't getting me on the ground. I plant I planted in a horse stand <laughs> and just. I, they couldn't move me. There was eight eight like <laughs> gorillas, eight gorillas that couldn't move me, couldn't move me. Oh man! And only when I only when I, only when I broke my concentration for a second because I like you know I just wanted I had to see what was what was around me because I didn't want to be blindsided even though eight eight of them were on me. You know that's when that's when they got me and they just, they just you know pushed me out of the uh, you know just walked me out of the out of, out of the pub forty six and you know oh, I just got in my car and I, and I left. Listen, that, I'm only I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing, Sims, because you were the one that got a beer bottle thrown at you, and you're the one that got kicked out of the out of the club. It makes no sense whatsoever. And well, I well, well, yeah. I mean, he's the celebrity, and I'm the uh, I'm the asshole that takes care of the celebrity. So, yeah, you know, I'm well, the one that's. Uh, not, not, I'm just saying. I, want, I, want I, know, I know. I'm, I know. I'm not. But I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, you know, we're just. We're just saying. I know I'm not. But I mean, we're just. We're just saying. No. But you know, I want to let everyone you know. know though that you did a really good because I know firsthand because I dealt with you a million times with Sheik, and you always got Sheik to my events, and you, you, Eric did a really good job uh, with the Sheik, yeah. and you had had a lot of patience uh, to do that. But I just wanted to have yeah. you on real quick and share a couple of moments. You were a big part of Sheik's legacy, and uh, I appreciate you stopping in. 20, 20, for a couple 20, 24 years. Professionally married yes, for 24 years. So, you know, I, you know that's uh, that's pretty good. But, uh, hey, i got to get back to work. But thank you so much for having me on, and I uh, look forward to uh, coming on uh, in the future. All right, Eric. Have a good day, man. Nice. nice. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Real quickly, before we jump back to, to uh, firefighter Brian, I mean, I'm sorry, Brian, for cutting you off, but he, he literally only had a couple minutes he's at work. Only the Iron Sheik can throw a beer – and I forgot this part of the story. And I don't think it had anything to do with Alani Kai. Uh, but anyhow, only the Iron Sheik can fucking throw a beer bottle at someone, and then that person gets kicked out of the bar for getting a, a beer bottle thrown at his head. Uh, that's how over the Iron Sheik was. I, I can't imagine the stories that he could tell about his experiences dealing with the Iron Sheik. If that's just the tip of the iceberg, he made that sound like that was uh, not a really a big deal, maybe a common occurrence when you're hanging out with the Sheik. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and real quick, before we go back to Brian, anyone that goes on YouTube, I, I don't know what the name of the video is, but it's fucking hilarious. It's Iron Sheik and Eric. Uh, he, he's doing a shoot interview. It might have been with RF Video, uh, or it was with somebody. And Sheik's doing an interview, and I guess wherever he – I guess it must have been Jersey because Sims was with him. I guess he was trying to get some kind of extracurricular uh, stuff to have, and uh, he called the guy, and there was no answer. So you, you see as the interview is going on, Sheik's getting more upset, and Sims is like, well, listen, he's, he's not picking up. And then she starts yelling, no, 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 you cannot talk to him. No, 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 you cannot talk to him. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, you could just always scream and yell at poor Sims. And, uh, like, it's not Eric Sims' fault that this fucking guy is not picking up his phone to go get him his weed or whatever the hell he was going to have. But, no, 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 you cannot talk to him. 
called again. There was no answer. And then when he doesn't answer, he gets more upset at Sims. It's not Eric's fault that the guy's not answering his phone. But all that stuff on YouTube, man, I'm going to go back and watch this stuff. Some classic stuff. Classic, classic stuff. Is, and then yeah, the best, too, is he, he, was, he was on the event with Ultimate Warrior. And I guess there was some kind of some kind of heat between Warrior and Warrior didn't want to talk to Sheik or whatever. And uh, I guess, you know, Sims wanted to get a photo op with Eric, I mean, with Sheik and Warrior. And Warrior kind of, like, kayfabe the Sheik and, like... <laughs> She starts screaming at, starts screaming at Warrior. I know you're from Georgia, man. I know you're from Georgia. <laughs> and then he fucking slaps, he slaps the piss out of poor Sims. He slaps the shit out of him. Uh, you got to go back and watch stuff on YouTube, some classic stuff. But I, I did want to clear Eric's name because I felt many times that she threw Eric, and he was always really good to Sheik. So I just wanted to clear his name. And just so, just so I have a, a a solid understanding, that is really what Sheik was like. That's not he's not doing that for the camera, doing that for the YouTube views. That's really how how Sheik handled himself. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, man. I think like okay. like like Eric said, there might have been like a bad period for him at that time. Sure, but anytime he was in public, man, he was so so. Like I said, he was so gracious with his time and. Okay. And uh, he really respected the fans and loved meeting the fans, stuff like that. So I think you never know. I think, like, during that time, it was a work shoot, in my opinion. Sure, sure. I love the fact that the Ultimate Warrior from Parts Unknown and the Iron Sheik put him on the spot. I know you're from Georgia. That makes, that makes me laugh. I know you're from Georgia, man. <laughs> that makes me laugh. All I right. Guess, I guess wherever, wherever, I guess wherever Warrior broke in, I, maybe sure. Sheik was in that territory at the time. Sure. <laughs> so he goes, I know you're from Georgia, man. <laughs> that? that tickles my funny bone. I like that. All right, we're going to finish up with Firefighter Brian before taking one more call on the Iron Sheik. Firefighter Brian, thank you for letting us put you on hold to talk to Eric Sims. Welcome back to the program. Put me on hold. I appreciate you doing that. And, no, I enjoyed uh, listening to Eric. I enjoyed listening to this whole show. And, uh yeah, that was a uh, that's part of his legacy. The uh, I, I can listen to road stories and backstage stories all day. And um, one of my favorite moments from Iron Sheik was his Hall of Fame induction in '05, where like two or three times everybody stood up and and clapped, thinking he was done. They even played his music. So have a good day and. Everybody gave him a standing ovation, music and everything, and he'd still be going. And that was the Iron Sheik. He was a character in and out of the ring. And um, I'll just end with uh, uh, another YouTube recommendation. If they don't have it on Peacock, even if they did, you need a map to find the freaking thing. But um, when they had the Legends of Wrestling Roundtable back in the uh, WWE 24-7 era, um, they did a, a a show on Iron Sheik and the road stories that these guys had, you know, that Michael Hayes has. Uh, Pat Patterson had a, a big bottle of Royal Crown. I made this up for you. And he, he smashes it and everybody's laughing. Um, you tested positive for drugs. Yes, I tested. You know, um, just, a, just a character. And uh, his legacy, uh, you know, will live forever. So uh, I'll let you get to your last caller. Thanks for putting me on hold. And uh, hopefully we'll talk next week on happier circumstances. All right? Yes, Sounds sir, good, man. Brian. Have a great Thank weekend. Thank you so much. 
You do the same. God bless. All right. Uh, next up, good friend of the show from Atlanta, Georgia. I know he's from Georgia. Joe, Joe, thanks for joining us this morning. Joe, I know you're Hello. from Georgia, man. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You know who you're talking to? This is the Iron Sheik. You guys on earth are saying that I am not okay. Tonight is a tag team match. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus Andre the Giant and Billy Superstar Graham. And we will become the new tag team champions. You know who you're talking to. Smoking that good stuff in the land of this morning, aren't you, Joe? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the sheep. That was for the sheep. You know, I don't. I don't do that for anything. Uh, um, I'm a guy who, when somebody passes away, you celebrate them. So, uh, in the music world, Tom Petty is my favorite rock and roll star. And when when he passed away, what do you do? You play Tom Petty's and the Heartbreakers music the whole day. So, with the Iron Sheik, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, what do you do? You celebrate the guy. Uh, I'm literally looking at, I recently rebought uh, his retro action figure. I still have it on card. He was, Iron Sheik was actually my first um, LJN figure. And if I actually look at the picture, I my original wrestling toys were Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, and Nikolai Volkov. And, uh, and so, yeah. And then if I think about that, yes, I'm an 80s, born in 82. Um, for me, Hulk Hogan became a thing that would go on and on, like, you know, became WCW wrestler, you know, but playing realm, Iron Sheik fell off. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> but I, you know, for some reason, because I had his action figure as a young kid, um, yeah, he's he's strong. And, Tommy, I got to tell you, like, I, I couldn't do if, – if you think my impression of Iron Sheik sucked, uh, I, forgive me. <laughs> but listen to your guys. I was like, there right now. Hello! <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Sad day, but I mean, lived lived. Uh, to, I mean, living to eighty is to me. I think is a fine number. Um, so I, I think uh, you know. I don't. I don't know the Iron Sheik. The only question, actually, I could think of while listening to you guys is if Tommy, you knew because I. This is where I'm an idiot. What was the Iron Sheik born in the United States? I no, I don't believe he was. Was he, uh, Jay? I don't believe. I don't no, believe he, so. he, no, he was not born uh, in the U.S. He he transported here, transplanted here. He was uh, he born in he, he Iran. I don't know here. what you call it. Transplanted? You moved here? Uh, you immigrated well, here? Did he take a boat? Did he take a boat from here? Iran. He was transported here. from Iran. Transported he here. Was, he came he, here. He was trans. He was transported on a boat here. <laughs> yeah, he's born uh, well, yeah. Iran. I'm saying he transplanted here. <laughs> listen to you. Now he got a he got a transplant. He got a transplant to the Americas. Chances are he came through the East Coast, so you should have known that way better than I did. 
<laughs> immigrated. Immigrated's the word. You're looking Isn't for. that what I said? I think I said that. No, you said transplanted. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like something I would say. Hey, hey, I know what it is, Bubba. <laughs> you and Joe, <laughs> you, you know Joe from Georgia, too. You're smoking that good ganja. What the hell you? Uh, I got a bunch of stoners on this. He immigrated for. from Iran. He immigrated from Iran. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Um, I actually... Now that was, it's kind of sad. Only two weeks ago, or whatever it was, that Billy uh, uh, Superstar Billy Graham passed away. Yep. Superstar yep. Billy Graham. I had no memory of that dude's wrestling, but Iron Sheik, I do. I I always tell you guys, WrestleMania three is where I started. So Iron Sheik was wrestling as a tag team with Nikolai Volkov, and uh, so I actually that's the good thing. Like I do, you know, I. You know, that's what I will do to celebrate today. I will pop in the WrestleMania three, and uh, this is just dumb trivia. Who who did they? Because I know Volkov and what did they wrestle? Hacksaw maybe in WrestleMania three on somebody. The killer bees, brother. The killer bees. Killer bees. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll do to celebrate today. I'll watch that match. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. Listen, and uh, and and keep 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 that magical cigarette away from jumping Jay. Okay. Okay. Hello. All right, brother. No more. No Have more questions. Day, man. No more questions. Yeah. No more. Qu- no more questions, man. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jumpy Jay was a a, a fun episode uh, today. Um, yeah. Someone like that, man. Uh, like like the previous caller said, you have to celebrate uh, his life and legacy, and and that's what we're doing here today with some funny stories and and fond memories of someone that is an iconic figure in the history of professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, everyone knows who the Iron Sheik is. From Jumping Jay from Minnesota to the Stromboli sisters in New Jersey, uh, Sheik will go down as one of the most iconic figures in the history of this business. And, again, I think his legacy uh, probably would be he could have broke the legs of Hulk Hogan. He was offered money. Uh, from Ganya that the night that Hulk Hogan turned into Hulkamania. So if he would have taken that money and done that, who knows where the landscape of professional wrestling would be today. Because remember, that was four months or three months before the first ever WrestleMania. So what would have happened if she didn't play ball and, and go along with the original plan? Uh, it's you look at it from that point of view and that he did the right thing and it led to the boom period of professional wrestling in 1985. And you've got to give him credit for being a big, big, big part of that because he is the one that literally jump-started the career in the WWF of Paul Kogan. Yeah, if you think about just the unselfishness of that move where he could have easily accepted the money from uh, Greg Anya and really – changed the landscape of wrestling if he chose to shoot on Hulk Hogan, even if he didn't break his leg, if he just chose to shoot and really cause a cluster at that event, who knows what wrestling would be like. So what a unselfish man to put the the greater good of the industry ahead of his own uh, desires or own wants or own greed. And so that's really, yeah, who knows what would happen to landscape of wrestling had that night gone differently. Yeah, man. And uh, I I really enjoyed today's, uh, topic and obviously under I don't, I don't I don't like the circumstances we we've covered the topic right. but uh, it was fun to hear everyone's uh, 
thoughts and memories, and I had fun sharing some of my uh, memories. So, uh, some I, I maybe I'll tell you one off the air, Jumpy Jenkins. One is a really funny one that I just I can't say on the air, and I know that you would belly laugh laughing if I told you. So maybe I will call you up and let you know real quickly this story. But uh, real quickly, if anyone lives in the New Jersey area uh, this Saturday, we are doing a outdoor free wrestling show for ISPW. It's Total a Day in Total New Jersey. Last year we did it, Jay. We had over 1,500 fans there watching. So we're super excited to bring this uh, back this year. Again, it's this Saturday in Totowa, New Jersey, Totowa Day. Uh, ISPW will go on at 6.30 p.m. And, again, it's a free show, and there's a ton of different things for the kids to do, bouncy houses and food and stuff like that. So if you live in the area, come out for a free night of pro wrestling action. And then Jumping Jay, I think it's only fitting that we end today's episode with the returning Tommy Sheik. Let me go get him real quick. Sheiky, you want to come end the show today? Hello. 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 Hello, sir. First of all, I'd like to say hello to all the wrestling fans all around the world, Baba. They know the Iron Sheik. Rock Wrestling Federation Chuck. Hey, you gold metal Chuck. I'm the real shooter. Fuck it, I'll call, guys. Pussy bullshit. Until next week, Jumpy J. Fuck you. Fuck you, Tommy. And have a good day. It is wrestling. Goodbye.